You are listening to the Blessed Sacrament Roman Catholic Parish Podcast. We are disciples in mission who know God, love God, and serve God. One of the things that we didn't get in New Zealand were all of the Charlie Brown episodes that come along during the holidays. And the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving was one that certainly would not have aired in New Zealand because they don't have a Thanksgiving day like we do here in the US. Now, I know that it's a bit early to be talking about Thanksgiving, but it certainly fits with our readings today. Recall that in a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, Charlie fixed the Thanksgiving dinner. When the guests arrived and made their way to the backyard for the feast, Linus led a group in prayer, beautiful prayer if we listen to it, and he even detailed what Thanksgiving was all about, and especially the details of that very first Thanksgiving in 1621. But then it all goes to fun. Snoopy arrives, and he is laying out all of the food for this great feast of thanksgiving. Let's see how his feast compares with yours. He puts out buttered toast, pretzel sticks, popcorn, jelly beans, and ice cream sundaes. Sounds good to me, I don't know about you. But then that precocious peppermint patty remarks in her sardonic sardonic voice, she says, what kind of Thanksgiving dinner is this? Where's the turkey, Chuck? Don't you know anything about Thanksgiving dinners? Where's the mashed potatoes? Where's the cranberry sauce? Where's the pumpkin pie? By the way, that's another thing we don't get in New Zealand is pumpkin pie. It's quite delicious, actually. Anyway, with those harsh words, Peppermint Patty berates poor Charlie Brown for failing to deliver the kind of dinner that she thought that she deserved. Peppermint Patty isn't very grateful in this event, just like those nine out of ten lippers were not very grateful that we heard about in the gospel. It sounds like Peppermint Patty and those leopards certainly could have used a gratitude adjustment. So in Jesus' time, leprosy was believed to be highly contagious, and it had no known cure and was quite deadly. Lepers were considered to be ritually unclean and unholy, They were exiled from the community and forbidden to approach anyone. If you noticed in the words of the gospel, it said that they stood far away from Jesus. Their only hope was a miracle. So when Jesus shows up and gives them this miraculous healing that they needed, one would think that all ten would at least show some form of gratitude. Instead, only one really did. 
Well, in this day and age, the lack of gratitude can disturb us so much because our sense of justice isn't on display in this account. And we hope that that one grateful leper will receive some sort of bonus for doing the right thing. Really, for doing what he should have done in the first place. Well, perhaps he did receive some sort of bonus, if you will. It may not just be quite evident to us. Gratitude can be defined as a feeling of thankfulness or appreciation. But it really goes much deeper than that. Gratitude involves both an awareness that we are loved and an appreciation of the love that we have received. In his book, The Gospel of Luke, the author, R. Alan Culpepper, he writes, and I quote, the grateful person reveals a humility of spirit and sensitivity to the love expressed by the other, end quote. In other words, when we are grateful, we acknowledge our need for the love that accompanies the act of kindness, and we humbly accept that given love. And by doing so, we also enter, enter into a deeper relationship with that one who has given. Ingratitude, on the other hand, reveals the self-centeredness or the attitude that I deserve more than I got. Let's face it, sometimes we get so caught up in our good fortune that we fail to see where the good fortune comes from, just like those nine lepers in the gospel. At other times, we can get so caught up in what we don't have that we fail to appreciate what wonderful things we do have. We might even act like Peppermint Patty in Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving. Maybe for her the food wasn't right, but the company of her friends was right on. When we are ungrateful, we reject the love that has been offered to us. And without that love, we are indeed in a sad state. Sinking into such a level of unhappiness, we certainly need one of those gratitude adjustments that I spoke about. So get this, there was a million-dollar university research study that concluded this, and I quote, expressions of thanks promote health and happiness and give optimism and energy to the downtrodden, end quote. Duh. Happiness comes from giving and receiving? Did we really need 
a million dollar study to tell us that? Good grief, Charlie Brown. So through the eyes of gratitude, we see life, health, friends, and family for the gifts that they are as an overwhelming grace to be treasured and to be guarded. Through the spirit of gratitude, we acknowledge that all good things come from God and that we need God to survive. Through the heart of gratitude, we accept that God sustains us. Not because God needs us, but because God loves us. Gratitude brings it with it the sure knowledge that God loves us, giving us every reason to say what the psalmist did that we heard moments ago. Shout with joy to the King, the Lord. So what was that bonus that that 10th leper received? for doing the right thing? Well, he established a right relationship with God and as such became fully reconciled to God. His gratitude led him to a life-giving relationship with the one God, just like Naaman in our first reading. This attitude of gratitude secures us in a loving relationship with God and with each other. So if we find ourselves feeling overworked, underappreciated, down in the dumps, maybe it's time to evaluate not what we don't have, but what we do have, and return to God with a thankful heart. Let us all take some time this week to acknowledge the many blessings that we have and give thanks to a God who loves us, a God from whom all blessings flow, as one of our most beautiful and traditional hymns reminds us. Think about the sacraments, and the great gift of the Spirit that we all have received in our baptism and in confirmation and the incredible mercy and forgiveness that we receive in the sacraments of reconciliation. And in fact, in a few moments, we will have the opportunity to receive the greatest gift that the Father has ever given to us the gift of his son that we receive in the Eucharist. So, brothers and sisters, after communion, instead of just receiving this gift, why not take the time to thank God for the very gift of himself in those moments after we receive? 
Let us not be a bunch of ungrateful blockheads waiting for Mass to end. Let us not leave early, but give the time to a God who thanks us because He loves us and wants us to be with Him for all eternity. So what do you think about that, Charlie Brown? Thank you for listening to the Blessed Sacrament Roman Catholic Parish podcast. We are disciples in mission who know God, love God, and serve God.